What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And no one else. <laughs> How sad. It's a sad day. We haven't had We did any? A, a f- one. We've had one where uh, it was earlier, a couple like huh. a month or so ago, I think, and Zach w- wasn't able to make it. For one reason or something. Oh, it's when he was traveling with his job. Oh, oh yeah, that's and, like, right. Had to right, go, right. go way out to like Lake Tahoe, something like I that. I don't know, so somewhere out there. Nowhere with with internet connection, so he couldn't Skype in for us. But today he's out because, and he'll actually probably be out, I think, for the next uh, two, three episodes maybe, because he's in full swing production of his of his movie. So he has he has no time for plebs like us when plebs. he has <laughs> when he has important things to do, like making a feature film, which. I have no doubt will be excellent. So I know I can't wait. I know. Excited to see how it turns out. It's gonna be out. great. I think we both backed him on Pink. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're cool people. We're cool people. Gonna get that copy of that film. <laughs> so, but yeah. So he's out doing that, doing his thing, and we anxiously await his return though to Team Chat. We do. Okay. Well, in case you didn't know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. If you want to get in contact with us, well, send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our iTunes and YouTube channel. Also, if you listen on other podcast services, we're on those two. Those are just the two main places. Like we're on Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, maybe that's it. I can't think of it. I've tried to get us on Spotify. Oh, I don't know if that's is that a hard process? Apparently. You I have to like know. send it in and get submitted. They only have a few podcasts anyway, but I'm one of those people that doesn't even use Spotify. I don't like it. Yeah. It's weird to me. I like Apple Music, but yeah. you know. Apple Music. I haven't heard any person say those words before. Well, because it syncs across all my devices. It's, sure, it's a whole whatever. thing. It already adds all my music that I already have. Anyway, different conversation for a different time. But you can find us on other streaming services, not just iTunes. But Video only is on YouTube, so check us out there. If you want to support the show, you can do that as well by going to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we will give you a cool perk, like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and access to our private Discord server. A lot of good conversations. A lot of good conversations. Yeah. A lot of good topics come up the last couple of weeks, too, so it's a great place you and should check it out. And as many memes as you can shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. Especially that Crash Bandicoot whoa meme. I'm still not over <laughs> You've it. That like two I or three love times. it. I love it. But they're all different videos. They're all different songs, man. Oh man. You gotta get the whole collection. It's awesome. The hit CD. The hit CD. Crash Bandicoot. Nice. Whoa. As Rick Astley. And others. <laughs> all right. Well, we do have an update on the song contest in that no one guessed it. Uh, <laughs> Michael Sandoval gave us the hint last week as you're too slow. The game was Sonic 2. I think I said Sonic at one point. You but might probably have, not the right Sonic. But you also like you guessed last week's game, so <laughs> you know, true. You, you can't go twice in a row. Right, so because right. of that, Mogan will give us a hint for the for the at the end of today's what, what? episode. All right. Well, we have a couple different things to talk about today. We're going to be talking about um, a, a, ra- a little random assortment of topics, but a little bit of news and a little bit of gaming to come out. So we'll start with the oldest thing first, which would be Mogan. What do you want to talk about? Today? Tekken 7. Yes. Okay, so I was recently on vacation, and one of the oldest games that our family has ever loved and supported and stuck with almost our entire lives is the Tekken series. Tekken 2 was like one of the first games we ever had on PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. And I think the Tekken 1 was only in arcades. So if it was yeah, even on so. consoles, they may have it done it later. It might be now, but yeah, like, they may like have the original Mortal Kombat is now on P- yeah. PSN and stuff like that. But So Tekken has been a long-standing and beautiful 
beautiful series within our family. And Tekken 7 is really the kind of game that I prefer to play with other people. Like, I might play it on my own sometimes, but it's not the kind of thing where, like, with Overwatch, for Mm -hmm. example, where I'll come home and just play, like, an hour or even two of Overwatch just by myself, not even with other people. It's predominantly how I play it. Yeah, or, for example, things like Life is Strange. It's not that kind of game where I tend to just go, hey, you know what? I'm bored and I'm on my own. I'm going to play Tekken. Tekken is, like, in my mind, a family game. So when I was home over Vegas, I know, right? (laughs) It's a little strange. It's a family uh, game as we bash each other. I'm pretty sure it's only rated T for teen, so it's fine. (laughs) It's got fake blood. It's not real. So uh, we were home over vacation, and any time that it rained, even a little bit, because it was down in Alabama during hurricane season, blah, 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 we would play Tekken nonstop. And sometimes not even really together. Like, one of us would be practicing with another character, and the other person would be like, you suck. The other person was me, saying that he sucks. All that heckling. Yeah. All the heckling, exactly. But so with Tekken 7... There are a couple of really important things that I just kind of want to talk about. And even though you can't enjoy them with me, they're important yeah, to I've, me. Yeah, because I don't even know if I played a Tekken game. I played Mortal Kombat some, but like the old ones. It's like I, and I haven't even played the new one, even though I was briefly interested in getting it at a time, but I didn't even pick it up. So fighting games just normally aren't my thing, except for For Honor now. I'm super into that one. But that's a that's little, not a fighting game. It kind of is. It's not. Kind of. No, it's not. Yeah, it's little, not a fighting game. It's a different kind okay. of game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fighting game. Has it been in arcades? No. No. Hasn't. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so, uh, speaking of fighting games, it is really important to point out that Tekken is, for a lot of other fighting gamers, a really bizarre game. Because if you're coming from the Street Fighter world, for example, Street Fighter is all about, like, tilts. And half circles and full circles and quarter circles. And really the analog sticks are primarily how you make things happen with your character. It's mm-hmm. not nearly as much about your D-pad or your, I just call them buttons, yeah. or about the buttons. Whereas with Tekken, each limb is intentionally mapped to one button. Oh. Triangle is your right left arm. Square is your right arm. And the same goes for your legs. So if I hit X, it is always going to move my left leg. If I hit circle, it is always going to move my right leg. Okay. So Tekken is very, uh, I guess, baffling to some people that have never played a game in that way. And it's the same across all platforms, because Tekken 7 is actually also for PC. I don't know who's playing it on PC. That's genuinely something that blows my mind. That seems like it wouldn't be as enjoyable. I know, right? I'm like, why would you play it on PC? Yeah, that's a really weird, I don't know, because yeah, that's a really weird, I wouldn't I wouldn't think I would like Mortal the, Kombat or Actually, like the only on reason I even know it's for PC is because I was watching a streamer to try and get some tips on a certain character, and I realized that as she was talking, she was saying buttons that didn't make sense to me, and I was like, what is she playing on? Yeah. Turns out it was on PC, and I huh. was like, why? Why would you play it on PC? That's really random. But it doesn't matter. So, uh, the, the correct way to play it is on the playstation where it belongs and you need you need an actual controller in your hands it's just correct so when you're actually having to use each limb for a very specific purpose and combine that with your d-pad in terms of a tap forward a hold forward a quarter up circle 
quarter down circle, it can get really, really complicated. Yeah. And this is kind of one of the first times that I've tried to use a more planned out and strategic approach to the Tekken series. I've always been a button masher. No shame. I'm not sorry about who I am. That's (laughs) normally how I have to do it because the combos are so hard to learn. Exactly. So actually something that Bro Mogan has really helped me with is by watching him practice certain characters, it's really illuminating to get a sense for how you create your own combos by by exactly what it sounds like, by piecing together other smaller moves. Mm-hmm. So for example, with Tekken 7, the big things are launch moves and spin moves. So for example, if you launch somebody into the air, they have no way to guard against you. You know, when, when you're in the air, there's nothing you can do. You're just an open target. Okay. So if you use a triangle up kick or a up punch, uh, they go flying into the air. If they don't go too far, like if you send them straight up and not out, out, you can then follow that up with more moves that will hit them while they're still in the air. Okay. And then if you can plan it properly and follow up those moves with a spin-out move, when they hit the ground, they'll land on their back and their feet will still kind of be in the air and you can still hit them. So when a character hits the ground and they're totally flat on their back, you can't continue to hit them unless it's with like a low kick. Okay. Not many combos go that low for you to continue when somebody is flat on the ground. But if their feet are still in the air, you can still get them with mid and high hits, which means you can continue those brutal combos for as long as you can until they're finally flat out and they have a chance to get up. Okay. It's a complicated process. Sounds like it. But it's amazingly rewarding when you figure out how to actually put together your own combos to just be devastating. And I do suck with the majority of characters. Mm -hmm. But my current favorites are Josie. She's from the Philippines, I think. I can't actually verify that. I just think I read it on the Tekken wiki somehow. Uh, And she's a crybaby, so she's excellent. And Lili, a French aristocratic snob who is excellent. And she has a butler named Alfred. So kind of a ripoff Batman, kind, but, kind you know, of a ripoff. Well, Lily probably came first. I'm just kidding. She didn't. But anyway, so I would highly recommend the game to anyone that's looking for either a just an excellent uh, fighter game experience. Period. Or b if you've finally seen the light and you've decided Street Fighter blows and you want to <laughs> go with a way better gaming experience. And actually, that's uh, really it. it Tekken 7 highlights those differences in extreme because one of the special guest characters in Tekken 7 is Akuma from Street Fighter. Oh, okay. And because of that, his moves work like Street Fighter controls do. So he's the only character where you're having to use these wild tilts. And it's just like, this freaking blows! I hate Street Fighter and I hate Akuma! This is horrible! (laughs) (laughs) And they really tried to weave him into the story and lore of Tekken 7 which makes it just baffling. So that's an odd. That's an odd crossover. If there's, I don't not, know. if there's not a precedent for it in the oh, past, yeah. that's kind of a weird. No, so uh, so I don't know how much you know about Tekken lore, but it's Nothing. an amazing history. So I guess we'll just start at the beginning. And actually, that's uh, a good point because Tekken Seven's whole story premise is that they're starting from the beginning because it's going back to track why the Mishima family, which is the main villain family in the Tekken universe, uh, has always been such douchebags. 
And essentially it starts with Heihachi, the patriarch of the Mishima clan, throwing his own son Kazuya at probably the age of seven or something off a mountain, like into a volcano or something. Why? But as it, oh, just because he, he was too weak, you know, at the uh, age of seven. So it's like the, the Spartan thing where it's like, you exactly, know, they yeah. were born deformed or Even something though he like that, was actually like, super good at fighting, just not by Heihachi standards. So uh, anyways, he throws him off a cliff and obviously Kazuya is pretty bummed about it. Like he's not, he's not upsetting. cool with it. So that really kind of starts the eternal struggle of son versus father versus grandson versus grandfather. They all just hate each other's guts. Okay. But before that, before any of that happened, Heihachi did actually have a wife. And her name was Kazumi. And she's amazing and awesome. And she's in Tekken 7 as one of the playable characters. Has and she not or- been in any of the others? No, so she's new. So she's a totally new character, and the lore that they're trying to spin here is that Kazumi, Heihachi's wife, knew that Heihachi was a horrible, just bad, crazy guy, and she was like, you know, I think he's probably going to kill me someday, Mm -hmm. and if he does, hey, Akuma from Street Fighter, if you could take him out for me after my death, that'd be just super. So, like, that's how they tried to spin it into Tekken 7, and I don't really agree that it totally works. As someone who's never played the game, I don't necessarily think that That's just a weird way to implant a a character from another series They could have just had him be visiting from abroad. Yeah. (laughs) But whatever. So I don't necessarily think it works as well as they may have hoped it would. But also it's Tekken. They have always billed themselves as ridiculous. And so it's like none of the fans are like, oh. I mean, all those fighting games are Exactly. Pretty so it's ridiculous. just it's just more of the ridiculous that we are used to and that we love, even if we hate Akuma and Street Fighter. So uh, the point is, the roster of all characters is excellent so far. There are going to be more DLC characters in the future, which I do hope they will bring back some notable missing characters. Uh, in the Tekken series, Lei Wulong, uh, the Changs, Julia Chang and Michelle Chang, mm-hmm. and who's that other guy? Oh, we all want Kunamitsu back, but she's probably never coming back, even though she's amazing. Anna Williams, Nina's amazingly slutty sister. She's the (laughs) best. (laughs) She's so great. (laughs) So there are a lot of characters that are really old and deeply ingrained into the series that aren't in Tekken 7. And in their place are these weird new characters like Lucky Chloe that nobody likes. And we kind of wish they would go away. So the hope is that the DLC will pepper back in those old characters. And there are already doing quite a bit with the DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you bought the first day edition of the game like I did, you already had one DLC character pre-unlocked, and that's uh, this demon woman, Eliza. Okay. She's kind of cool, but I never play her. She's a little too hot topic goth. Not really my style. Good to stay away from yeah, that. Yeah, again, going to stay away from that. But they are just... Actually, I think it may have just launched and I haven't gotten it yet. They did a DLC mode of everybody's favorite, Tekken Bowling. Oh my god! You probably don't know about. No, didn't you talk about this? <laughs> yes. in, uh you've talked about it before. Because isn't that was one of the songs that you picked from long ago? No, Wasn't that, that was the... from Tekken Ball. So Tekken oh. Ball is like <laughs> beach volleyball, which is the best. Right. <laughs> but Tekken Bowling is uh, a just a really old version. I think it was in. It was either Tekken Tag or Tekken Three. 
I can't remember. I, I want to say Tekken 3. Uh, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's bowling, but with Tekken characters. And the mechanics were amazingly complicated. And it was so rewarding to play. And so I'm so excited that they brought it back as DLC. So I'm really, really interested to see uh, how it's going to be in the new iteration. So when did that come out? That came out in earlier this year, right? Yeah, Tekken 7 came out back in... March, okay. I want to say it's it was September March or now, April. So like, um, yeah. like, there's been enough year that lots of stuff has come out now. Yeah, exactly. Confused as what's come out. Yeah, yeah. The fighting games for me are always like they always look interesting. Like I really was seriously considering buying Mortal Kombat X when it came out. Boo, Tekken. Well, because I hadn't played in Tekken, I'd played Mortal Kombat before. Now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but even that I was, and it was mostly because like the executions or the fatalities in, in, in Mortal Kombat are ridiculous, and they're over. The, you know. Well, if you love executions and fatalities, wait till I tell you about rages. So one of the things that Tekken 7 kind of, it's really kind of building on an older system is rage arts. So if your health bar gets down to a certain percentage and you're really kind of on your last leg, your character will get this kind of red flame around them and they'll go into rage. And all that means is that you can then use two special moves. You can use your rage drive, which is really kind of a very active driving move forward where you're usually setting up a combo or integrating your rage drive into an existing combo okay or there are these moves like fatalities which are rage arts and that's really kind of like a cheater move because really all you have to do is push uh i think they have it preset to r1 but we always remap it to r3 to do your rage art and it's like this cool really cut move where as long as it hits as long as it actually lands based on the positioning and the distance and whether or not the other person is blocked Mm-hmm. It'll go into this really awesome cutscene of the move, and it's different for every character. Oh, that's neat. And some of them are really ridiculous and hilarious, and others are really cool and wild. So if you love fatalities and executions, boy, buddy, you're going to love Tekken 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, it, it's one of those I would definitely play like with a friend or like over, you know, your apartment or something like that. Like, I, I don't think I would ever get a point where. I would buy it necessarily Aww. myself just because they're not, they're not as much my cup of tea, but, but still I do enjoy. Well, okay. So case in point, I did play the one fighting game I have compl- actually played all the way through to completion is, uh, injustice gods among us. Oh. The, the DC themed yeah. one. It's made by the same developer as mortal Kombat, another realm. And so I was, pl- I played that one because it was a PS plus game. And so I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Had fun. Enjoyed it. Thought I did okay with it. Uh, Earlier this year, when we went to when Sam and I went to New York, with the oh. friends we were staying with, he had Injustice also, and so he's like, "You want to play some Injustice?" I was like, "Sure, yeah." Creamed me, just just walked all <laughs> over me. Granted, it had been a little bit since I'd played the game at that at that point, but I was like, I'm, "I've played this. I know some combos. It'll it'll come back to me." No, it did not. <laughs> and I was he beat me. We played like nine games, and he was like. And he just beat me every single one. Then he was just like, you know, we can play Halo if you want. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, the conciliatory game. I was like, oh, okay. The shame. <laughs> you bring dishonor on your family. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they're just not that as much my thing. I'll stick to For Honor, the new fighting game. If you like For Honor, boy, buddy, you're going to love Taken 7. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I do think that anyone that's looking for that next fighting game experience, just skip right to Tekken 7. It's a crazy game. The character customization features are excellent, and they have a lot of really fun features like being able to change the soundtrack to older older games. Oh, that's cool. And it's yeah, they've got a lot of really fun that's integrated a fun feature, stuff. Especially so, if you love the new the old exactly, stuff. It, it makes it just a really awesome game, and it's definitely the Tekken sequel that I had hoped it would be. Nice. So ten out of ten would recommend. Okay, well, before we go to our next topic, how about we do our moment with Mogan? I don't want to. all that news. <laughs> all that news. And all releases. News and releases. So there's not a lot of news per se, but we do have some releases coming out. So Dream Break is coming September 12th. That is for PS4 and Xbox One. Okay. We also have NASCAR Heat 2. Ooh, I'm so excited for Ooh, that one. Ooh, so excited. NASCAR gets my blood pumping. Mm. PS4, Xbox One, and PC also September 12th. Really, almost all of these are September 12th. Uh, another amazing game that I'm I'm really, really excited for Pro Evolution Soccer 2018. Oh, yeah! Oh my God! You know how much I love sport ball. Yep. So, sport ball game coming out PS4, PS3, Xbox really? One, Xbox 360. They're still going and PC. Well, I guess that 12th. makes kind of sense for the I sport mean, game. Sure. But- that just shows that they're weak. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, they are doing a port of Rayman Legends, the definitive edition to the Switch, which I know a lot of people are still in love with Rayman Legends, so that's coming out September 12th. Okay. Again, that's only for the Switch. Divinity Original Sin 2, a PC exclusive right now, September 14th. Dishonored Death of the Outsider. That's one I'm getting. I am actually going to get that one. And that's for PS4, Xbox One, and PC September 15th. Nice. So there's your upcomings. And then just in case you did miss it, uh, I know a lot of people are really into the Monster Hunter series. Mm-hmm. So, of course, as we're going to talk about here in a minute, Destiny 2 is now out. Yep. But on the same day, September, uh, we're just kidding, a couple of days later, September 8th, my bad, uh, Monster Hunter Stories came out for the 3DS. So Nintendo 3DS, Monster Hunter Stories. I have no idea how fans of the Monster Hunter series feel about Monster Hunter stories. Uh, I know it's been a very popular series on PS4 and 3, mm. so I'm interested to see if it actually picks up any steam. Cool. Uh, I know uh, we should check in because I think, uh, who is it? Cody, I think, likes Monster oh, Hunter yeah. series a lot. Him and Bro Mogan. They okay. love Monster We need Hunter. a report on Monster Hunter stories, if it's any good. Bro, know, get on it. Cody's already messaged and been like, hey, like he's really excited for it. I think when we did the E3 episode, he emailed in and was like, hey, I'm real excited for Monster Hunter uh, for Monster Hunter World. The yeah, new there's one, another the one that's, that's coming, coming out, out to yes. PS4 and I think Xbox One also. I think so. But because it's like the first main console game like that, right. not, a hand, not a handheld version yeah. like that. So he was pretty excited about that one. Yeah, because they did actually do, I think it was Monster Hunter... Generations, I could totally be wrong about that, but they did do a previous Monster Hunter game on the handhelds as well that I think was just a port of another console game. So we'll see how it's actually going to be received, and hopefully the future Monster Hunter series uh, installment will also be well-received because there's always been a bit of a fear that they might not make it to the West. Mm. So the fact that we're getting it at all is really kind of like, oh, thank God we're getting it. All right, so the next topic that we wanted to talk about is Destiny 2 is out. I have been playing Destiny 2. And so I wanted to give a little bit, because we talked a little bit about the, the beta when I played the beta, so now I wanted to give a little bit more of my impressions of the game so far, where it stands. And so it's very much still Destiny, which 
is not a bad thing necessarily because the core thing of Destiny I liked. It's just how they implemented it, especially with like the narrative of the story was very weak and it got a little too grindy. Destiny 2, though, is already, I can tell, so much better. Like the story of it is so much better than what they, than what they did with Destiny 1 because they're not relying on those grimoire cards that you would collect and they'd be like, you want to learn more about this? Read this grimoire card on Bungie.net. So oh, you had to go out Oh, that is of, so lame. Right? It was really weird. Reading is for jumps. Exactly. What the hell? Even though this is video game related reading, it's just like, no, don't don't make me leave this no. game to be able to Mm-mm. go online and, you know, and have to do this. With That's this a party game. foul right there. Yeah. Major party foul. But anyway, so they so with Destiny 2, the story is already so much better because they're actually using way better cutscenes and 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 everything and they're the main villain Gaul, who is the leader of the Red Legion, which is a, a faction of the Cabal species, which I know you don't know as much about this. Don't know but that. um they were kind of the backburner villains of Destiny 1, like there were the three different main baddies, the Fallen or four actually. The Fallen, the Hive, the Vex and the Cabal. And they were and the Cabal were kind of like the ones who came in a little bit later in the game and you just fought them a little bit. They're usually pretty easy because they're big. And so they're easy to, you know, they just are able to hit easier. Uh, but so now they take the front runners as the main villains in this one. And so far it's been really cool. It's been really interesting too to like see them talk because I like these really weird mouths and stuff. Really? And so like they do it in the in like in the cutscenes and and all this. And it's more and they're focusing more on a villain and making the villain more because they had they always refer to in Destiny One like the villain was the darkness, you know, that oh. was coming. And then the fallen. You told me about this, and I thought it was ridiculous. And you would fight, uh, like you in the first raid, you fought this guy, and then one of the DLC later, the Taken King was like was Oryx, who was the the boss of the the boss's father, the boss in the first raid, his father, which I'm forgetting his name now. Um, But so you would fought him, and he would have some cutscenes and like some brief stuff, but like not a whole lot. But they're really letting you get to know Gaul and to understand Gaul and to make Gaul much more of a character, which I really appreciate. I already feel like there's so much more at stake with Destiny Two than there was with Destiny One. You again, it's this big ball showed up called the Traveler. It you know. It gave you this power, the light. Just because. You know, it's like it chose you. It was able to vanquish the darkness. And now you're like fighting the people who are trying to get it. Okay. Like that's not like it's stakes, but not real stakes. But this one, Gaul attacks at the very beginning. And this has been the whole thing. And like they've always talked about this is that the last city, which is the main hub, uh, social area and stuff of the of original destiny is attacked by the Red Legion and destroyed and the traveler is taken and so when that happens you lose all your light which is what gives you your abilities and powers so you basically just become normal people again your ghosts work still but not to as effective those are the little robots that float around oh i was gonna say our ghosts powers what the hell is no that? it's like a little it's a it's a little robot that floats around beside you and like gives you information and you know is able to revive in the original destiny it's what revives you because the light it gives them the ability to revive you from death so like you're kind of these super soldiers but now like you've lost that light and now you're easily defeated you die you're dead for real kind of kind of stuff okay so it it adds a lot more of a, str- a stronger element to the story than what the original one had. Um, so that's, so that out of the gate already world's better than the other. So than this, than quick the question. What is Gaul's motivation? What does he want? He wants to steal the light for himself oh, because okay. he is building a massive empire for the cabal and he wants to be an immortal uh, emperor basically of gotcha. this new empire he's setting up. Classic at, stuff. At, at least at the outset of 
from what he's said already in cutscenes, that's what his his main motivation seems to be. Uh, that could change as I get more into the game because I haven't completed the story yet. I mean, this is Saturday morning. It just came out on Wednesday, so I've only had a couple days with it. Although I already see so many people who are level twenty, which is the highest level you can get right now. I'm like so quick, that's so quick. That kind of blows my mind that level twenty is the cap. Because they, as they release updates later, that's oh, like oh, they'll expand. They'll that? expand it because oh, it's kind okay. of the thing is with Destiny, like it's the multiplayer, especially if you're PvP, is very much you know if you're a higher level, like you get higher level gear, you have high powered weapons that makes you able to crush in you know, a lower yeah. level guys pretty easy. So it's kind of like they give you this cap where everybody can then get to, and then they extend it, then everybody oh, okay. can level up more. That so, kind of makes sense. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mind that system. And they level it up with through the DLC, and then also just like as stuff comes out, they're just like they'll do updates with it. Um, as far as the combat, the combat is still very Destiny from the first one. It's not too different. They've added new different subclasses and everything, which I talked about when I talked about my gameplay of the beta. They added new subclasses for the three main heroes, which are Titan, Warlock, and Hunter. I'm a hunter again. I just like the, that one you a little bit more. You out, man. <laughs> it's cool because they have like throwing knives and stuff like that. And they, you know, it's it's cool. I like the hunters. They see you want to be a space ninja. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got you. I got you, bro. So so yeah. So I've, I'm a hunter again. And I'm choosing to use the new subclass, which uh, is Arc Strider, I believe is what it's called. And so you get this big, like, bow staff, basically, as a special mm. that you just, like, hack through people with. It's really badass when you get to use. Nice. And then it has the t- the Golden Gun, which is the other one, or Gunslinger is the other special. And it's carried over from Destiny 1, where basically you get, like, three rounds of this gun. But it's basically not, if not a one-shot kill, it will basically hurt somebody really bad so yeah. you're high noon if you will yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> and so uh with that let's see what else what else what i want to talk about so yeah the the combat's very similar they're adding in new enemies which i like and they also changed like this one thing with the with fallen soldiers that i've seen you know they added you know like most games the second game comes out they add a few new variations of enemies but the one big change is the a fallen soldier is called a vandal and in the first game they stood upright they had like multiple limbs but they stood upright and walked around and they would be you know like they'd move really quick and and dodge your attacks and things like that but now they added in where they'll get down on fort and like spider crawl oh no that. that's not move. okay oh, it was t- oh I saw my it the god first time. I was like, what the hell is this <laughs> i would have been like i'm doing <laughs> yeah and so i that in itself just like taking a, an older character and just doing something a slight change that makes oh, it a little terrifying. bit terrifying a little bit more difficult to fight has been really good uh where i'm at in the game right now i just have started coming back into contact with the hive obviously i'm fighting the cabal still because their main guys the fallen are back since uh you know they come back really easy in the in the first they come back very quickly in the first mission first or second mission of the game um, and are the Hive and the Fallen not like equally concerned about the Cabal? Why aren't they trying to help? I mean, they you all fight the- each other, but it's but it's just more infighting stuff. Don't they know like, you have to team up to beat the big bad, and then you can fight each maybe other? Maybe they haven't been really affected by it yet. So, maybe you not. Know, maybe he only hates humans. It's space politics. Are you space humans? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Well, no, you're on Earth. But oh, you're on other, Earth. You're on Earth, but there are other like you go to other stuff. Like okay, I'm on the gotcha. uh, Saturn's moon, or is it Titan? Is Saturn? Titan, Saturn's moon? No, that's Jupiter, isn't okay, it? Okay, I think so. Anyway, moon of Titan, you're on that. And so you can go Wait, to- Wait, is it Europa? 
I don't know. Now I'm going to have to look it up space. later. I used to love space crap. I, Anyways, continue. I ignored all that. But anyway, so th- so that's all happening. Story-wise, story, like I said, is, is a lot better than the first Destiny. Combat's basically the same with some new improvements and tweaks. The loot system is better in the fact that I f- I'm getting... I'm, it feels more paced in the sense that I'm not getting really good stuff really quickly, but now I'm getting... As I'm leveling up, I'm just starting to get more good stuff. So it's keeping a nice uh, constant flow of, of loot coming in. I don't feel like I'm having to grind as hard. I've already got some exotics, which didn't happen. Which uh, Those are more mission rewards ones, not ones I found. But still, I got those way faster than I ever did in the first Destiny. Which right. I think is a, a nice little touch to keep players involved. So that the grind maybe isn't quite so They've brutal. said they've made some serious improvements. Obviously, I'm not to the point yet where I'm really hardcore grinding because I'm not leveled up maxed all the way. But they, they've they said that the grind will not be near as difficult. Also, my apologies, you were correct. Titan is a moon of Saturn. Yes, Europa space. is a moon of Jupiter. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so space. <laughs> space stuff. We're, we're just here talking about games. We're all we here to have, learn. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know much about the space. Uh, but anyway, so the grind doesn't seem near as bad. And they've added in some extra story touches. Like they've added, I mean, in the first Destiny, they had some good, like side characters that you would interact with who would give you quests. They're doing that also in this one. But they're also now have set up these different things throughout the world. Because before in Destiny 1, you would go around and it's granted, it's been a while since I played Destiny 1, so I could be forgetting things. But you would have these little side quests that you could do. But they also were some of the repetitive ones. Like you go to this region and you could redo it to get the loot from that quest. Um, but this one has added in regional chests that you could find, which the destiny one had regional chests that you can get some loot from. Uh, there are also these things called lost zones, which you discover by going to a marker on the map. Then you have to like search around to find it and then you go into it and then you have to beat like a boss and stuff like that. They also have adventures, which are basically the side quests, uh, where you do random tasks to get some different things, but they've added in a lot more flexibility in your options of what you can do so you don't feel like you either have to replay the story missions or replay the strikes to keep getting new stuff yeah and i was about to ask that's all in the store the campaign mode yeah. right oh that's pretty sweet yeah that sounds really nice new little tidbit that they added in too is you actually have a map now they didn't have a map no that's unacceptable and every were, game needs a map there were so oh. many times in the first destiny where i was like i'm okay they're telling me to go here i don't know where that, that is that is so stupid right what kind of modern game doesn't have a map right so destiny 2 oh. now has a map and it shows on the map where like the markers for lost zones are even uncharted had a map that's true i'm just saying Ooh, worst game ever had a map <laughs> <laughs> but so so they added in the map and in it, on it you can now track objectives so you can go see like where you can go for the adventures to start the adventures you can see where some lost zones might be and some other different things to discover like that so it's a uh, it's pretty good it's pretty great in that way. That is genuinely mind-blowing to me. Right? That the first game didn't have a map system. It was system. kind of confusing. Because the things you just described as being part of the map system in Destiny 2 sound like total givens. How could they not have had that before? So the map system of Destiny 1 was basically you had your uh, director that you could open, and that would show you all the different places you could go, the different planets and things like that. You would click on a planet, and then it would pull up like a zoomed-in view of that, and it would show the different regions. Oh. You could not access that, though, unless you went back to the director, which means you had to leave the planet and go into space. Yeah. That is so lame. It's a little weird. But anyway, oh. so, that's, so that's a big, huge improvement. Very nice. From the, from the original game. Good. 
The one thing, though, that has really, and now also in this one, since the tower's been destroyed, you're on this new place, the new social area where all the players interact and you can get new missions, you know, uh, vendors to buy new stuff. The speak small, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> is now a place called the farm, which is legitimately oh a, a broke, a, like a, a <laughs> decrepit farm that's being turned into a refugee site because <laughs> of the everyone freeing the city. Right. Uh, and so it's just a new. It's it's nice to have a new one. The old De- old De- Destiny one had a couple different ones. Like I think there was the tower, and then there was the reef, which was on like this asteroid belt way out in space. Mm. Um, and then now I've kind of discovered not a secondary one, but Titan also has a, a a smaller version of that. It doesn't have any vendors except for the main uh, the main like Captain Sloan, who's there, who's like the she leads the people the forces there, and you can talk to her and you can buy stuff from her and get new missions and stuff like that. Um, the one thing, though, that has stood out that I was not anticipating this as a huge change, but is a big change and is so much better than the original. The music is fucking fantastic. Really? Like it's huh. re- like the from just the beginning themes and like some fighting stuff, even the music that plays when you're in the farm. I love the music of Destiny One. I thought it was great because it was uh, Martin O'Donnell, Michael Salvatore, and a and a few other I cannot remember their names, but the, you know a big collaboration between like four composers. Uh, now this one is the one since Bungie fired Martin O'Donnell. Oh, fired, burned. So, was it a big several deal? Several years back. Oh, oh okay, yeah. gotcha. It was, a, it was a big deal, but it was several years back. Uh, I, th- I don't. Th- I think he wound up not doing the music for the last two DLC of Destiny One, and so. But Michael Salvatore is still on, and so it's Michael Salvatore. Salvatore. I got to look this up because I got to give proper cred where credit is due. Um, but anyway, it's just. I don't know. I don't know. Like I haven't had a chance to listen to the actual soundtrack yet, but as standalone by itself, but it's just like in the farm, it's this piano piece, this slower piano piece, which is seems a little not like not destiny esque, but it fits really, really well. And I don't, I, it's just, I've seen multiple people even on, uh, on like Reddit and different things like that. They're like, guys, the soundtrack is great. <laughs> like, so I've really, really, now I'm really probably going to go back and listen to some of the soundtrack. I never had pegged destiny for being, good in the music department destiny, two, uh, destiny one if you want to pick up some good ones like the last array from destiny one is a great theme uh, or is a great song uh the traveler is like the main menu theme and stuff like that it's also a really good one too um that's cabal stomp is another great cabal stomp yeah is another <laughs> that gr- sounds like is a another cool great song. track <laughs> um so okay so destiny two's music was composed by michael salvatore sky lewin c paul johnson rhoda moav and peter schlosser uh, Peter Schlosser. C. Paul Johnson helped on the first Destiny. Uh, he was also a composer on the first Destiny. Uh, but yeah, so this, I'm. W- I don't think it's on Spotify yet, and because I just bought the game, I haven't bought the soundtrack yet, so I haven't had a chance to listen to the full thing. But the music for it has been absolutely. Are you probably so going to buy the soundtrack? Oh, yeah. oh it's that very good. nice. Like, it's a, do it's, you know how long it is in total runtime? Because I know the soundtrack for. Oh, that uh, dinosaur. There we go. Four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Four hours. I don't think it's four hours. That's insane. (laughs) But the nice thing is with this, with Destiny, uh, with Destiny 2, is that they always release the soundtracks for each uh, DLC as well or expansion. So Destiny 2 is 44 songs. Um, Does not tell me total runtime on what I'm looking at here. But still, yeah. So um, let me see if it's got the. I want to see if it's got if we can listen to like a little yeah play me a little bit of the bit of the soundtrack play me that stomp one cabal stomp oh cabal stomp yeah okay. um 
I'm ready. I'm ready. Just like a war theme. Of course. So they're uh, Empire Strikes Back, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It even kind of sounds like the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> um, okay, so I was going to see if I could see the... Stop playing. Um, maybe this is it? This is from Destiny 2. That one's very pretty. It's called EDZ, or European Dead Zone in the oh, game is what that's okay. called. Oh, okay, gotcha. Anyway, so that it, that was something that I expected the music to be good, just because I Destiny 1's music was good. But to come in and like hear these new themes and these new takes on those, you know, you still hear the same themes and motives from the first Destiny in there, but just the new additions, like especially, like I said, the, back, the backing track for the farm is incredible, and I've just been blown away by how good the music is to it. Very nice. So... Um, outside of that, I don't really can't really think of much else. Uh, obviously, the new like the new raid is launching next week, so hopefully, I will. That was the big thing that I want to correct my error with Destiny One is I since I not many of my friends were playing it or it was difficult to hook up to the right time. I never played any of the raids, which were a big part with with leveling up and doing that with the original Destiny. I'm not gonna let that happen with Destiny Two. <laughs> not gonna get left so, behind. No, again. not gonna get left <laughs> behind. So, uh, so I'm definitely gonna try to play get in on the raid. The strikes, which are like these weak, these uh, side mission things you can do to also get more loot, they're they're difficult, but not as hard as like a full on raid. They can take, you know, they can range from anywhere from like thirty minutes to an hour to beat. Whereas like raids can, depending on how many times you die, what difficulty you're playing it on, can be. I've seen from Destiny One like five to six hours. Wow. Yeah. So it's so it can be pretty intense things. Uh, so those are coming out in the next week. So obviously I haven't had a chance to play those and see how those compare to the old one. Um, as far as the how it's, I remember when I was talking about the beta I, that I was like, this feels a little light for a beta and stuff like that. But they, the nice thing is, is even though you play the first two missions of the game, I realize now that they did some things like in the first in the beta of of Destiny Two, when you're doing the first mission, you go to this area and you collect some guns, and they give you an exotic hand cannon, which is a revolver. Basically, exotic hand cannon. <laughs> exotic is like the highest rarity level. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so they give you one there, and I was like, "Oh wow, already got one, cool." And so you got to play with it there. When the game starts in the actual game, you don't get that. You just get like a standard, common, very common gun that you get to pit, that you just use until you finally start leveling up. So they made changes from the beta, and I've been impressed with the differences that I have felt. Uh, the Crucible is really fun. They got a, a whole. Which is the what they call the multiplayer PvP oh, okay. gotcha. part of it? Uh, they have a lot of cool modes. Like this one mode is they have like in a competitive the competitive crucible is basically you have to set these charges and you defend have to defend them from the enemy and you can either kill the enemy or defend the charges or you can set the charge and then you know just defend it until it blows up. It's kind of thing like that, and it switches with each round which team which role each team has. Gotcha. Uh, then there's standard deathmatch. Uh, control where you take points and hold them. Supremacy is one that's if uh, for those who play Call of Duty, it's very control. It's very similar to Kill Confirmed, which is basically you kill it and then they drop the enemy drops something. You have to collect that for it to count oh, towards your score. Interesting. And so, but if the enemy teammate is able to recover it before, then you don't oh, get the point. Oh, that's kind of cool. Stuff. So that, those are really fun, fast paced, uh, high paced matches right there. Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting one of the other modes, but so the. Still, though, the Crucible is like one of my favorite parts to play of Destiny, and that's what I played majority of with the first Destiny because 
Like that's when the I could story mode sucked so much. Yeah, I had to kind of go to the multiplayer, <laughs> which you know, it's just fun. They also handle weapons layouts differently. There's there's lots of different things I could go on with this. I don't want to like burrow it down with too many like fine details. Oh, they changed this tiny little thing, but they have changed a little bit with like yeah, they have kinetic weapons, energy weapons, and power weapons. Uh, which before so far they haven't. Which energy weapons are now you know they have like some kind of like flame void and. Uh, arc, like electricity, power up to them. And they're helpful at taking down shields and things like that. Uh, then you also had your kinetic weapons, which are more like your standard automatic rifle, semi-automatic oh, rifle, hand okay. cannons, gotcha. different things like that. And then the power weapons are like rocket launchers, sniper rifles, shotguns. Awesome. Which are really the cool. Good but weapons. that's a big difference, though, because in Destiny 1, you could have shotguns, sniper rifles, and stuff as main weapons not power weapons which require special ammunition so especially in the crucible where you can only get ammunition from power for power weapons from uh power ammo drops that happen every minute and a half when there's only two places on the map where you can get them and so and and it's the first person who gets to those gets it so it's interesting how much they limited not being able to use like sniper rifles and and shotguns and stuff like that in in crucible as opposed to how they had it in the original where you could just be running around sniping people all day and that was gotcha. like your main thing but now it's like a backup so i'm interested to see how much that is because I, I like sniping or try to like sniping i like to think i'm good at it but i I'm hate not. sniping i'm so and bad so, at it <laughs> uh so that's an interesting little difference that they threw into the crucible area at least in the, how it handles the weapons overall though i'm really enjoying it right now I will say caveat to that. I said the same thing about Destiny 1. I was about to say, I can't wait to hear the one-month follow-up of, yeah. so Destiny 2 sucks. So I'll definitely <laughs> have to give a follow-up to it because I, you know, because that's the exact same thing. It's the same thing with uh, happened with Division and Destiny both. I get into them, I love it f- at first, but then as I get into it, I have to like spend all the time into it and grinding, that's when I got tired of it. So I'm, yeah. just, I'm interested to see if that's going to happen again with Destiny 2. So far, the improvements that they've made have made it better than Destiny 1, and that excites me, so I have hope. But I'm not holding my breath quite yet. Maybe that's an industry standard other games can start using. Make your first game kind of mediocre. So that way the follow-up is like amazing by comparison. That's true. But then I mean that's, all, that's also a risk because then it's, <laughs> if it's really terrible, then you don't it's get to really bad. Then you don't get to follow through on these great plans you had for the sequel. So, you know. It is what it is. But anyway, so that has been my time in Destiny 2. Very exciting. All right, well, I think that's pretty much all we had for today to talk about. Uh, so without further ado, though, we will skip over to our song contest, and Mogan has our hint for us this week. All right, I'd like to start by saying I thought of this hint. No one else thought of this hint before. Certainly not any people that are regulars of the show or who may have submitted a recent song contest to the show as well. So the hint is the real adventure happens under the sea wait i'm pretty sure i heard this no i don't think you have i don't think yeah no. i think from uh, mm-hmm. no. i think our good friend dylan biles may have used this no, one a couple that weeks ago that doesn't ring any bells so yeah the real adventure happens under the sea oh. okay so we'll give you guys a little hint it's not echo the dolphin it's not echo the dolphin because that was dylan's <laughs> with the same hint but anyway so the hint is once again the real adventure happens under the sea I have no idea what this could be. So totally uh, going to be the Little Mermaid comes to PS4. Yes, it's <laughs> not a real game. That's what I'm be waiting so for. Funny. That's the hit, the sleeper hit of 2017. The sleeper hit of 2017. <laughs> All right. Well, so for the song contest, for those of you who don't know, contest goes live Wednesday 9 a.m. the day after this episode goes live. We'll put a post out on Facebook and Twitter. First person to respond to those posts with the correct game wins, and will then get to send us a song and hint for a future episode. 
So Wednesday at 9 a.m., hint for this week is the real adventure happens under the sea. Never been done before. Never totally new. It's brand new. <laughs> You're hearing it here first. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We will see you all next time. Stick around for the song. <laughs>